0: coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society part three of our hardware roundup it's dangerous to go alone so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, joined as always by my co-host Mark Mitchell. Mark- hey, Patrick, Whoa. how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 all right, Mark. How how are you? And you know I'm doing I'm doing all right. I uh, at work we have like a communal candy station, mm. and um, what kind of hold on station? Yeah, <laughs> it's not like a bowl. It's no, there's a significant amount of candy. Okay, all right. Um, and they had they have nerds again. huh. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? We're falling I apart. The wheels I are coming interrupted the you. <laughs> I and I interrupted you. Um they had nerds again. So that's very exciting to me. Um what kind of nerds? Or does it even matter to you? You oh. just love nerds. I mean I I love nerds, but right. uh grape is mm, not my classic. favorite. But, oh, no, gr- no, gross. <laughs> gross. Ooh. <laughs> what do you ooh? What what? It, they taste like the rest of the nerds. Wow. I mean, if you would like to educate me on what, what are the best nerds? I mean, strawberry is the best, um, like, regular flavor. The mo- usually you see either mm-hmm. strawberry and uh, grape in, like, the box, or you see, like, a, like the neon green and neon red one. I don't even know what flavors <laughs> those are. I mean, at that point, it's not a flavor, Right. <laughs> right. Um, it's, it's just a color in candy. Yeah, neon red and neon green is my favorite. <laughs> uh, but strawberries is, is close. I don't really care for the grape. I'll eat it if it comes in the duo box. But I, I feel like any uh, fake fruit flavored candy, that strawberry is always going to be the best flavor. Like This is true for like the Skittles, like the light pink ones. Is it light pink? I'm yeah, thinking the, of Starburst. Mm, yeah, you're probably thinking of Starburst, but there is a tropical mix mixed skittles yes that's true uh that has like pink in it and stuff also those sour skittles are pretty good oh i love sour skittles weather report it is uh nicer it's like 70 degrees today you can't complain you can't complain about the weather (laughs) (laughs) yep too true um how about them politics they're bad right (laughs) yeah things are not great things are not great we make a point to not really engage political stuff conversation on this show which i think is is in the spirit of the show, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about Nintendo, for crying out mm-hmm. loud. Um, but, uh, you know, feeling pretty unsettled today. I don't know. Now's a great time to donate to the ACLU. Hey, I did. I set up a recurring donation. Hey, me as well. Hey, high fives on that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so we can maybe talk about go digging into it deeper later. But for right now, it's a slightly apolitical show. Yes? Yeah. Donate to the ACLU. <laughs> Mark, what have you been playing this week? Well, we're still playing Metroid: Other M. Oh, you bet we are. We are still playing, and you can still uh, listen to us playing it or talking about it immediately after playing it. It's good. It's the I'm I'm very happy with how how the show is turning <laughs> out so far. Not this episode necessarily. I know, so that we're that show over. What, no, this is no. <laughs> We are not starting over. This is the show. Uh I'm having a great time. Are you having a great <laughs> yeah, time? Yeah, feeling great. Okay, good. <laughs> Super loose. I had two boxes of Nerds on my way over, so I feel awesome. Uh great. Um have you been playing anything else? No, I haven't really had time this week. Yeah, I'm uh I'm right there with you. I've been uh, like itching to get back to Fire Emblem. Um, yeah, I want to finish up, uh, Tropics. Yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, we've stated our desires. (laughs) Those are good goals. Yep. Good goals. Mark, let's move into the news. So we talked about last week how I want to go all digital on the switch. All digi. Planning on getting a micro SDXC card. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out that support for SDXC cards will only come after a system update. Right. So we are hoping that system update is day one. Yeah. But we have no idea. No. Infrastructure on this thing is still largely a mystery. Yeah. Um, are you feeling confident? Do like, do you think it's going to be a day one thing? I, I think so. It seems like it has to be right. Um, Cause it it on board has what thirty mm-hmm. two, um, and Zelda is like a third of that size. Yeah, I think Zelda is like seventeen. Okay, so like half. <clears throat> um, so yeah, they they got to have like a, a a day one solution for that. I would well, have... I mean, it'll already take SD cards. So X, oh, okay. so S, so micro SD cards. It'll it'll take. Okay. Um, SDXC is like a different standard, I believe. It's like um, like USB three Got it, you know got it's, it. the, it's the same plug it's the same card it just has different uh like specifications sure and so uh so you can buy I, i'm i assuming it has like better read write capabilities or something like that so like it's faster or right something. Okay. yeah um and so i could buy just a normal micro sd card uh but so it, it won't be the end of the world and i guess i could still buy you know like zelda, still put zelda and on it, Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm assuming it'll be day one, but who knows, who knows? Uh, nothing is guaranteed at this point. Well, I mean, they also said that, uh, so the USBs are going to be USB 2.0 mm-hmm. at launch. And then they said like USB 3.0 will be coming in an update or will be updated later. So I'm guessing this is, it's also just a software solution to go from micro from USB 2.0 to 3.0. Oh, that's a good point. Um, this thing's coming out too early, huh? Yeah, I mean, it definitely seems like that. Which okay. is, I mean, maybe you know, I, <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, right. like, or, or like, like four years too late. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, yeah, maybe it's coming out too soon. But at the same time, they chose to do it March third. Yeah, but again, maybe that's just purely for financial considerations, mm-hmm. right? By the end of the, so they could do it by the end of the fiscal year. I don't know. It definitely seems like it's going to be coming in hot, no matter oh, yeah. what they do coming in way hot. <laughs> uh so PR manager for Nintendo of Germany um was quoted as saying this is the English translation is that like said quote it's it is also interesting that only a single game module is required for local games up to 8 players can then participate in their consoles without each having to purchase their own version. So speculation time. Download play. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. And I'm guessing it'll be just like every other download play title or how download play has worked on the 3ds where it's not for every title it's just select titles and it's probably just like select modes right but it sounds like it's capable of doing download play which makes total sense there's yeah, no reason they nice. would necessarily get rid of that it would be a bummer if uh you wanted to play splatoon with eight people and all eight people needed a copy of the game I, ass- i mean my personal assumption is that games like splatoon um mario kart like all that kind of stuff will require a cart per person to yeah. me it sounds like it seems like something just like download play does mm-hmm. or how like the 3ds versions did i'm assuming it'll be games like mario party or things like that or like maybe one two switch but it, you know like yeah one that... two switch shouldn't need multiple um systems anyway right like it's supposed to like all of the oh right Good point. To be the two people with the two joy con yeah But I'm guessing. Have we decided on that? Is Joy Con the plural of Joy Con? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. (laughs) So they're not Joy Cons? I don't think so. I think it's just Joy Con. But. Don't quote me on that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Allegedly. I mean, if we're part of the. we are a, a podcast. We are a media outlet. We are forming the conversation about the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. So we can help set this precedent. Well, then I'm making the decision. We are making the decision. That's right. Joy-Con is a Joy-Con is a Joy-Con. Right. Plural of Joy-Con is Joy-Con. It's like fish. Yep. Or sheep. That's about it. <laughs> um, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm excited If it has about like that. download play. Um, also, it's been confirmed that you'll be able to manage your friends from the Switch system itself. The fact that we that there was any question of this is kind of remarkable, but here we go. Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. We still so we we are still under the impression that any kind of uh matchmaking or um voice chatting is going to have to happen through the app on the phone, right? At least at launch. Okay. Well, I'm I'm sorta okay with that, like as a concept, just because like why should the the machine have to do the communication things that like your phone can do, like uh, you have a phone. Oh, I think it's nor I I personally think it's enormously stupid. Okay, uh because <laughs> then it's like, well, why you, it, it it doesn't make. It, I just don't understand what the point would be. <laughs> I think it's great to have it as an option. Sure, but you should be able to do everything on the device itself. Sure, you should be able to chat with your friends without having to get out your phone and I don't know, just like calling them at that point. Have you ever done that, like? uh when like trying to set up a a game with someone call them or text them to like make it work or schedule it or anything like that um yeah i I mean i've done i don't yeah i we're like playing destiny and stuff being Mm -hmm. like hey i'm gonna get on but i've never been like hey okay we're gonna play now let me boot up the playstation app and call you and let's just just chat the whole time yeah 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 so you know again this thing's coming in super hot so I am operating under the assumption that in the fall, there's going to be a really big update Mm -hmm. that is going to include all of this functionality, like integrated into the system. Oh, the fall fix everything update. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it's a industry standard. Sure. Yes. You know, like everyone, like Microsoft has them. uh, PlayStation has them. Nintendo will now have them. That's why we're paying however much money Nintendo decides we're going to be paying for it. Great point. Um... But whenever they decide to make us pay for it, and I, I I also assume, and I don't know how many times I've said assume on this podcast so far, (laughs) but that like DNA is the one that's building their Mm -hmm. voice stuff, and so it kind of makes sense to me that it's taking form as a voice app for right now, sure, or as a phone app. But also the way that information has been like weird and trickled out, I feel like it's possible that there will be some sort of capability on the switch that they haven't discussed yet oh i mean there has to be because they haven't discussed virtual console yet right oh no no sorry i mean specifically for like the online stuff yeah um so oh this one uh in an interview with that one gamer who i believe is a youtuber uh miyamoto and anuma anuma cool aj anuma says they don't believe it's possible to 100 percent uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild in less than seven days, which uh, that just seems like one of those declarative sentences that you just don't put out there on the internet. It's Bec- like a challenge because the internet w- <laughs> will figure it out. Yeah, uh, yeah, and people will get the game and play it nonstop uh, yeah. for like, for will, seven like, days straight. Kill themselves, right? You know, attempting. Yeah. Um. But so, is that encouraging? Also, what does it mean to 100% like get? obviously, I guess, get everything. Yeah, I assume, like, the sh- all the shrines and all that kind of stuff. This is also, really like, collecting all the beetles, catching all the fish. There's a lot of stuff Probably. in Zelda games that I don't really like doing. Yeah. Um, Do you know what I hated was in uh, Twilight Princess hmm. was the fishing mini game that opens that game. It's, like... yeah, It's, like, teaching you to use the Wiimote, mm-hmm. and so you had to, like... um. Like, tilt it and cast it, like, weight. And then, like, I hated that minigame with a passion. Because I found the controls so impossibly stupid. uh, All fishing in Zelda games. Bad. I'll throw it out. I'll one-up you. Yeah. Fishing in games in general. Bad, bad, throw it out. I don't particularly care for it in animal crossing. It's my least favorite thing to do, yeah, 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 it feels like you have no control over what's happening, and I'm bad at it. <laughs> do you like fishing in real life? uh, I don't think I've ever actually been real fishing in real life yeah i don't I don't care for it, so maybe that's why I don't like it in video games I'm just like, oh, here's a simulation of something I don't like in real life. That's a great point <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh th- there was like a uh leaked summary or like what would you say it like uh blurb for the legend of zelda guide Mm -hmm. book breath of the wild guidebook and in it it listed like 900 um uh shrines or something like that like 900 so hopefully it's because my my big fear with breath of the wild is it's just going to be an empty like world of nothingness right or conversely it's just going to be a world of like doing like tedious tasks a million times. Right. You don't need to be reuniting people with their cats over and over again. <laughs> yeah, it, it will be interesting because generally I don't love open world games mm-hmm. because I don't like the tedium of, you know, there's like five different types of missions and you're just going to do those five different types of missions over and over and over again. So right. it will be very well- interesting to see. And there's also something about, like, the game giving you the freedom to be, like, figure out which things matter to you. Like, no, no, no. You tell me which things matter, and I'll do them. Right. Like, I think we've talked about before. I never again want to play, want to complete a mission that's, like, go to this general area, and now we're going to highlight on your mini-map, like, a, a circle, and somewhere in this oh, yeah. circle find is the an thing. item for Ugh. you to find. Like, never again do I want to do that. Right. Never again. No, so i don't know i i mean <laughs> I, I, i'm really excited for this game yeah me too but will i 100 percent it i can't imagine i will no but i mean what's the, okay we gotta move past this news item but what's the last game you've 100 percented mm, i couldn't even tell you yeah me neither 100 percented i don't think there's yeah i could i couldn't even tell you like, maybe i did uh final fantasy 7 at one point 100%ed. Maybe, yeah. I just don't play that games that way. No, I get Certainly bored. Certainly not anymore. It's like tedium. Mm-hmm. Um, Pokemon Duel, a uh, figure based board virtual, a figure based virtual board game. I there's a typo in that. That's my fault. I apologize, Mark. <laughs> it Was released on iOS and Android last week. It's free to play and available now. Uh, yeah, I downloaded this thing. Uh, it is. Kind of boring and <laughs> really chatty, but um, if you're looking for a board game to play on your phone and you're way into Pokemon, does it have multiplayer of any kind, like asynchronous multiplayer? I can't tell. I mean, if, if, it, uh, if it has multiplayer, it'd have to be real time, because um, like the, the board game is uh, you wouldn't really be able to it would be super boring if you could only like do one turn and then wait for someone else to do the second turn. So is it does it have microtransactions?: Yes. So it's 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 that same sort of um like gotcha um mechanic of um where you you buy a a pack and then in the pack is either um more Pokemon or uh, things that you can use to level up the Pokemon or evolve them or whatever. Can you explain this game to me? Because I'm I'm imagining like the game like a board game like the game of life,
1: and I it trying is a little bit like that. So figure out
0: how yeah. Uh, so the the map is um almost more like. The, uh, the sorry board, right? And what you're trying to do is you're trying to get to your opponent's like home space and they're trying to get to your home space. And uh, instead of it being just like one circle around the board, you can also like take shortcuts kind of through the board. Um, and then when the Pokemon encounter each other, uh, then they do battle. And battle is basically um, all Pokemon have like a little wheel of abilities and it just like spins and it selects one that each of them use. Um, and, you know, it's it's about trying to match up you know, types, advantageous types so that you're coming at a fire Pokemon with your water Pokemon or whatever. And so when you start the game, do you start with like one Pokemon? and then You have six Pokemon on the bench and they have six Pokemon on the bench and you decide which one you put on your home space first and then it moves from there. And then every turn you can either move a Pokemon or put another one into play. Oh, so it's like, sorry, that way? Yes. And then when you... Do the microtransactions or i'm assuming you can get them in game as well without you like earn it in game yeah you also earn like currency and uh packs and stuff in game so, so then you earn these packs or you buy these packs mm-hmm. you open them up they have pokemon inside and Some then you change yeah. and then you can like switch out your bench as long as they're not already on the board well you can't change your bench once the game is so like a, an actual oh. an actual game doesn't take very long um you can play a game of Pokemon Duel in like 3 or 4 minutes um and so yeah every what what you're doing basically is just trying to get um a better bench for the next time you play i see and then you can earn other things like are there like cheat items i don't know oh okay i mean there there are um like cards that grant uh like different be like for this turn all you know leaf type um deal double damage or something like that. Is there some sort of trading mechanic or is it like, okay, I, I don't keep yet. like earning I mean it doesn't sound like we'll ever find out. No. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna <laughs> stop playing it. You'll notice I did not list it among the what are we playing this week. Great point. Yep. Uh Michelle Ansel seems to be teasing the rumored Rabbids Mario game on hey. his Instagram account. Um we've talked about this in the past. You've probably read about it. It's this rumored rpg type maybe tactical rpg type game that includes mario characters and the Rabbits from ubisoft's um rabid rabbids raving rabbids raving rabbids rabid rabbids must be raving they're definitely not rabid (laughs) that would be (laughs) that's a problem if your Rabbits are (laughs) rabid um so he posted a photo of him holding a plunger with the caption every day's life got to fix the plumbery and felt a bit ratified rabbit rabbit rabbitified. he's french right <laughs> well and he's also being uh i mean got to fix the plumbery <laughs> i mean he's he's being whimsical with language here right yeah sure and french <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean you yeah. can be both i've seen obli you can yeah. be both um, so yeah, I mean, even though the game wasn't, it was, it's been rumored before the mm-hmm. Switch launch or reveal. And even though it hasn't been sh- there right before the reveal, like a week or so before there were rumors that it had been pushed back to later in the year, mm-hmm. uh, it's like September or something. Uh, so yeah, I believe this game is coming. This seems to pretty heavily hint Imply at it that, yeah. and, uh, it's, it'll just be just another game that, hitting the switch in 2017 which right now there's a lot of them it's uh, it's interesting to me that they wouldn't uh, announce it anyway though um on uh during the um press event because like it's so weird it's one of those things that like as as we were hearing about it as we were hearing rumors i was like that doesn't sound real um and i would just like confirmation that it's real <laughs> well yeah i mean there's e3 you know in E3, that's true and nintendo also has this a habit of doing stuff like this or not not exactly this but i mean how many times at an e3 during like the wii and wii u era when they were still doing conferences like Mm -hmm. not just directs that they would talk about basically like no games during the actual conference and then afterwards would just release on their press site sure. like a video or and being like, oh right, and also like, oh these by the way, yeah. that we just we didn't even talk about, but they're also coming, and right. everybody well, would just had... be pulling their ha- hair out and be like, why didn't you mention these because in the needed, conference themselves? They needed to talk about the vitality sensor. Is why. <laughs> oh, R. I. P. Your vitality sensor. <laughs> Not so vitality sensor. <laughs> what are you sensing now, vitality sensor? <laughs> um so there's a chinese news site is saying that nintendo games like new super mario brothers will launch on the nvidia shield in china so the rumored agreement is that nintendo is allowing nvidia to put their older games on the shield exclusively in china now that's interesting um is the so there was a ban in china for a long time about um selling game consoles correct So, currently, I don't think Nintendo has a mainland China presence. I could be wrong, but Mm -hmm. I don't think they officially sell anything uh, in mainland China. They do in Hong Kong. They do in Taiwan. Like, the most recent Pokemon Sun and Moon has support for um, simplified Chinese, Mm -hmm. which is used in mainland China. But I don't believe they officially release anything there. Sure. Um, and so this is an interesting way for, uh, PlayStation is available in China, but that's very recent, right? I believe so. I want to say within the last five years, Mm -hmm. I don't know that Microsoft has a, that at like Xbox is available there, um, officially. Uh, and so this is an interesting way for like Nintendo and Nvidia to make inroads. If it's true, it's also interesting that... I'm uh they seem to be very close collaborators at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that Nintendo's actually like giving up a little ground on that. Cause you normally don't see Nintendo software on anything else. Except for recently with phones and All
1: right.
0: <laughs> uh about six thousand Pokemon Sun and Moon players have been banned from online play for using hacks, modifications, and like other means to alter items and trainer info. Uh you can't <laughs> cheat um or maybe 6000 people can't cheat. <laughs> maybe you can. Maybe yeah, maybe you can. Maybe you're the lucky one. <laughs> I do you, I always wonder how do they catch cheaters in like instances like this? How do they catch them or like how do they confront them? No, just, like, I, I assume you- like confront them, you just log in and you're like you just get an error message. And it just goes womp womp Yeah, and, uh you like try to log in, you get an error message and it's like, "Huh, okay." And then you Google it and you see that 6,000 people were blocked and you were one of them. Sure. But I just wonder, like, how they, um... Like if they're just, like, running sweeps or if there's, like, a, uh, uh, like a Pokemon detective uh, <laughs> unit... <laughs> detective Pikachu? Detective Pikachu is uh, on the case. Um, <laughs> wait, yeah. Wow, we haven't heard anything about Detective Pikachu recently. Uh, yeah, no, we have not. What a weird game. It'll, I can't wait. It'll come at some point. <laughs> Is he going to... Does he... I feel like I haven't watched the trailer since it was an, like announced. Does he talk in it? Yes. Detective Pikachu speaks Japanese. He will speak does, English. Does he sound like... No, he sounds like this. <laughs> okay, great. He's like a hard-boiled detective. <laughs> what an amazingly stupid premise that I love so much. He uh, and the, the rest of the Pokemon don't talk like the rest of the pokemon are like regular pokemon but like he can communicate with the other pokemon which is why he's like solving pokemon crimes that that's like I love everything about this it's so good <laughs> i can i can't wait to play it but i just uh was it for the Wii U or for the 3DS was it announced for the Ugh, i don't know yeah it's, good. it's not coming to the not, Wii U not the Wii U yeah. <laughs> we know we know the Wii U is done no i i guess probably what they do is they just have like data logs mm-hmm. right, of everybody, and then they look for certain parameters. They're probably just really good at Microsoft Excel is what it comes down to. They're probably really good at Microsoft Excel. <laughs> yeah. and, and then every day they go in and just go Control-F for yeah, those parameters. They just know how to use formulas <laughs> yep. and all that stuff. Um, also in Pokemon news, the Pokemon bank now works with Pokemon Sun and Moon. Hey, all right. The whole thing has been all the Pokemon games are all tied together now. With the Pokemon Bank, yeah, which is pretty. People have been waiting for that. Yeah, because like, now you can bring your uh Red and Blue Pokemon, you know, up from the past into the future, and that has to be. We talked about this before. The virtual console versions of Red yes, and Blue, right? that's Right, and Yellow for that matter, and Yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, don't try to fan transfer missing. Missing no, the missing, the missing no. number. Do you know about the missing no? No. Okay, so missing no. Wait, is, is this how they get like Mewtwo or something or m- Meowth? Uh, or m- no, not Meoweth, but just or just Mew. I don't know. Mew. Okay. Uh, it's so missing no is a glitch in the original um, uh, red, blue, and yellow Pokemon. Um, where you have to go through this like it, it's funny. there are all these absurd little dances you have to go through, like stand here, talk to this guy, uh, fly here, surf through this. Um, and then you encounter a um, a Pokemon that looks like uh, kind of a tetris block, but not like very clearly articulated. And you can catch it um just like you would catch anything else. Um, and then it's just like this weird glitch with no stats or anything and like you can't do anything but you can have it in your party and just kind of becomes your the 151st Pokemon in the original uh series if you bring it into so it's just sort of like an anomaly people thought it was funny to catch this thing that was you know just like extra data in the game um and so if you bring it forward into uh sun and moon it changes um, the nicknames that you've given to um, the Pokemon that are in your party, it moves them all down a step. <laughs> so like you could have a uh, uh, an an Ivysaur named uh, Charmander, you know, <laughs> and just it just bumps them all down. So look out. Yeah. Well, I, I like that because it's not. It doesn't like ruin them. It just is a mi- it's a minor it's a slash problem, major yeah. major annoyance. Because sure, if you have like ten Pokemon, no big deal. You can edit them back. If you have five hundred Pokemon, right? You're like, yeah, that's and funny. Everyone is named not so wrong that you would be like, oh, I see. It's so wrong. It's <laughs> you're like, no, no, no. He's just got the wrong the name of someone else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's also a new Pikachu edition of the new 3DS XL. Coming out on February 24th, and will retail for the standard one ninety nine ninety nine uh it's a good looking machine too like the uh the drawing of the Pikachu on it is kind of like sketchy and and neat uh, it doesn't just look like the normal like computer printed uh pikachu also hey if you're looking for a new three d s uh you might be able to buy one again <laughs> uh retro gamer so uh there was an interview with retro gamer. With uh, Suda51. Suda mm-hmm. And they talked about uh, making Killer7 and uh, No More Heroes. And he said something when he was talking about making No More Heroes that I just thought was interesting. There's, it's not really news as much as it's just like, oh, this came up recently. Sure. But let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah. So he says, quote, at one point, though, for Japanese people, they don't necessarily think of Nintendo hardware as for kids. End quote. Um, and I think that's something that we don't really consider uh very often because in the west it kind of has this stigma as like a kid console Mm -hmm. and it's interesting to me that that's not true of japan well i I mean i feel like japanese culture is different in the way it uh like treats media for children you know what i mean or like they they put cute, like, the cute aesthetic on a different pedestal than we do. Like If we see something that's cute, we're like, oh, that's for kids. And the Japanese are just like, oh, that's cute. Right. It's like the difference between happy Kirby and angry Kirby. That's right. <laughs> that's right. We want our Kirby to be angry. <laughs> yeah. We want him to suck in an army man and chew him up and spit him out. Do you remember that commercial? No. There was the, like the original Kirby's, uh, Kirby's Dream Land uh, on the um, Game Boy was like... It's like, meet Nintendo's new hero, and it's showing this, like, big buff army guy with, like, guns and stuff. And then, you know, the joke is they pull back and it's Kirby, but Kirby, like, breathes the guy in, inhales him, and spits him out, and he's like a gory mess of, like, army dude. And then does Kirby get, like, a bandolier? and uh... Well, no, so this would have been before, because in Kirby's Dreamland he doesn't... Uh he doesn't actually gain the powers. That doesn't come until the NES version of the game. Oh. Um, yeah, the original uh, Kirby game, he does not absorb powers. Huh. Yeah. A fundamental part of the, <laughs> of the Kirby DNA, and it was not in the in the first game. Do you remember the uh, commercial for super smash brothers 64 like the first super smash brothers yeah where they're like uh it's like mascots in costumes right and they're like skipping around in the mushroom kingdom yeah or just like on in a grassy field they're just like skipping around and it's that monkeys song like you and me it's the 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 turtles i think okay great oh a real band not just a fake tv band i mean who knows (laughs) knows? as far as i can tell the 60s were all made up none of it's real um and then they start just like beating each other up i i loved that commercial as a kid i still think it's a great commercial Uh, yeah i mean if they advertised a new smash that way i would be way into it (laughs) um so the upcoming 3DS game, Mario Sports Superstars, is due out on March 24th and will support a new set of Amiibo cards featuring Mario and company participating in various sporting events. So the retail release of Mario Sports Superstars will come with a pack of cards. and Additional packs will be 4.99. dollars uh, So that's more um, Amiibo cards. Uh, previously, it had just been the uh, Animal Crossing cards. And so now there'll be some Mario cards. How do you feel about Amiibo cards? I'm not into it. Yeah, me either. It feels dumb. It feels dumb. It feels like uh why why can't these be like why can't I have digital amiibo cards? Like I don't wanna bring especially on a three DS. Like I don't wanna bring something else so I can play the whole game. Um further bummer to this is that they are reusing um art assets uh on these cards from uh other games and other promotional materials. So like uh there was someone on Reddit that like found um there's like a a Bowser thing where they just sort of superimposed a soccer net over an image of Bowser from the um Super Mario Brothers DDR. So like he's like down on the ground and like <laughs> you know like kind of breakdancing and then they're like, I'll just put a soccer net in front of it and it not looks Not even like he's... from a sports game. No, not even from a sports game. Um and uh, another one of Mario um pitching uh doing like a a, he's throwing a fireball in the original thing and they just superimposed a baseball over the fireball yeah amiibo cards just feel like a cash grab to me sure they you know they just feel lazy i mean this is a great example of just being kind of lazy like actually lazy it would be kind of cool if they like commissioned artists to like draw these things or paint them or you know whatever um but if it's just going to be like even if it's new art that they're generating in like the regular Mario style, like I just don't care you know if it's if it can be a unique art thing on it, I guess not unique, but like a a a new art thing on its own, then I would be more inclined to roll with it. The game itself seems pretty cool. The game itself does seem neat uh um it's a, a little bit weird to even think about it as it's coming out after the sw- Switch is out, but okay <laughs> mm-hmm. um. Yeah, um it do, it does seem cool. It's like five different uh sports games and it seems like they're full-fledged uh sports games. So, I don't know, that's it could be fun. Um new releases? Oh yeah, let's move on to new releases. I can't believe uh it's already it that it's already February. Yeah, it is basically already February. Because when- When you're hearing this episode, because, of course, you're downloading and listening to it on the very first day, because you've subscribed, and you've rated and reviewed us, and you sent an email to tell us that you rated and reviewed (laughs) us, and you did that at NintendoCartridgeSociety at gmail.com, and you told all your friends about the show on the day it comes out. So, (laughs) February is tomorrow was my point. Yes. Yes. February first is tomorrow, and Fire Emblem Heroes comes out on the second. Yes, on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So it comes out on Thursday. Okay. Do we need to start over? You listen to this show. No. 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 Right, no. No. All right. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Fire Emblem Heroes. Oh, I just feel like with. Uh, uh super mario run yes that the b- lead up to that was so long that mm-hmm. it feels weird for them to just be like oh and yeah and here's this firing little game yeah and i mean it it felt weird when when they announced it that it was like and coming up february 2nd it felt so far away to me at the really? time yeah <laughs> well it's it's not <laughs> uh and then on friday poochie and yoshi's woolly world is coming out for the 3DS. It's the standard thirty nine ninety nine for the game, or forty nine ninety nine with the yarn poochie poochie amiibo. Uh, yeah, kind of cool. It's a, I I like the game on on the Wii U. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna double dip on it. Uh, does the 3DS version have co op? Uh, that's a great question. Because the Wii U version does, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Wii U version does. Um, and it is a lot of fun. Um. And uh, the the amiibo support is nice on it too, because you get all these different um, Yoshi costumes. Uh, it's so weird to me that they're changed that they changed the name of the game from Yoshi's Woolly World to Poochie and Yoshi's Woolly World instead of like Yoshi's Woolly World now featuring Poochie. Yeah, like kind of like welcome amiibo on yeah, exactly. they putting the the new word at the beginning of it, like changes the way you alphabetize it. <laughs> That's the part that bothers me the most. Like, if, if you're going through your Wii U game collection, you're like, oh, Yoshi's Woolly World, that's going to be near the end. Um, but if you're, like, alphabetizing your your 3DS games, you got to somewhere in, like, the middle third somewhere to oh, get yeah. poochie. I don't like it, Mark. Do I Do not like it? No, I'm <laughs> considering it because I never, I don't think they thought this through. I don't think they did either. How are things supposed to be organized? <laughs> All right, let's move out of the news. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm queuing up all the wrong music. Mark, let's move out of the news. Fine. (laughs) Disaster from uh, start to finish. You know what? If you're not listening to this one, I get it. No, I am angry about it. (laughs) You should listen to this one. (laughs) Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 4.33. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 4.33, wherein a performer or group of performers didn't play their instruments for four minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of our show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. For the duration of one performance of 4.33, Mark and I will talk about something not Nintendo-related, thereby fulfilling the contract of 4.33. Uh, Mark what are we talking about star wars titles we are talking about star wars titles and we are doing so because the most most recent star wars movie got a name well the i guess yes sorry the one that is coming out next yeah uh, got a name uh episode eight mm-hmm. is known as the last jedi uh so i've seen a little bit of hullabaloo people saying oh look these new star wars titles make a sentence the Force Awakens the Last Jedi. What do you make of that? The Force Awakens the Last Jedi. Oh, like the first word of each one? No. Oh, oh, so, oh, oh, together. I see. Yes, I understand. I, I, I understand. No, 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 yeah. no. You said it. I mean, I, I know what the title of every Star Wars movie is. <laughs> it's not on you. I will quiz you on that. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. I hope that's not true. I mean, it sets like a, what is that last? What could the last one be that would then be a part of? I mean, to me, that feels like every Pixar movie takes place in the same world. Right. Where you're like, I don't know or care. Matter, right? <laughs> I don't know or care. Doesn't change my yeah, experience. It set up this game. weird like cottage industry of like, <laughs> <laughs> of like bloggers making like these Pixar world theories. You know, we're not, we're not talking about that. No, 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 we're no talking no. about Star Wars titles. We're talking about Star Wars titles. Um, last Jedi. Sure. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> great <laughs> um how do you feel about star wars titles in general do you think that they are particularly good titles particularly bad titles i actually think the best titles the fan is phantom menace the phantom menace i think is the best title do you think it's the best title because it's like the most appropriate for the movie or just because it's like ominous sounding and cool yeah i think it's the most like evocative yeah for um because sure. could you imagine like if today's fandom was around when Empire Strikes Back was announced? Jeez, right? Like we're yeah. ju- we're so used to like we're so used to it that mm-hmm. it's we don't even think twice about it. Same with A New Hope. Ugh, ugh. <laughs> well, A New Hope was like a retroactive. Yeah, it was just called Star Wars when it came out. Right, but only after. But A New Hope is, uh, I. Th- w- that happened when Empire happened, I believe. Yeah. So, you know, it was, within, it was within, like, five years or something. Sure. When they decided it was going to be multiple films, they were like, okay, Star Wars is the franchise. This one and, needs another title. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, none of them are great. What do you think the worst one is? Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. For <laughs> sure. But that may also be because I think it's the worst Star Wars movie. Oh, absolutely. Like, <laughs> that unwatchable. Yeah, real, real bad. Um. There's something about the, like, quality of that title, though, uh, Attack of the Clones, that's so cheesy and so, like, sci-fi serial that, like, I almost come back around to liking it again. Um, it is very fitting if you take it in this, like, Flash Gordon type of way. Yes, exactly. Same with, honestly, like, and The Empire Strikes Back. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, what about the, uh, so Return of the Jedi was originally called Revenge of the Jedi. hmm but so Jedi's I, don't get revenge. They Jedi's they don't get, get revenge. Oh my goodness! <laughs> no, they just come back. They That's all. Back. They just <laughs> return. That's right. Um, I do like that Revenge of the Sith. Uh, like takes that back. I still think it's a terrible movie, but <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's a bad movie. I don't know oh, why yeah. people give that one a pass. Uh, I th- because it's like violent or right, right. It's darker. Yeah, grittier. I think, so, I don't know, I've been, Mark, have you been hearing a lot of, like, revisionism on, like, how people view the prequels or, like, prequel apologists, I feel like, are starting to become a thing? Yeah. I'll I'll get real mad about this. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, me too. Oh, well, Well, good thing we won't be able to. We will never know. (laughs) Uh, we were accompanied today by the EBU Radio uh, Orchestra Ensemble, something like that. Uh, Mark, let's uh, move into our topic of the week, and I hope that this uh, music cue is correct. See, some things still work. Uh, today we are wrapping up our um, three-part hardware roundup. Um, so we've uh, we're into the 2000s now. We are getting up to the Wii generation, um, which marks a weird time for Nintendo. Um, Mark, what was your um, relationship what was your relationship with video games? Where was it um, like coming into the Wii generation? Um, were you playing a lot? where where I, I want to place this like biographically in time um, with this thing. so the Wii was released in 2006 mm-hmm. at the end of 2006. Um I was not playing a lot of video games. The console uh I didn't even I didn't even personally own a console. Mm-hmm. My family had a GameCube and so we were playing uh game like I was playing like GameCube titles yeah when I would be over at my parents' house, but other than that I wasn't really playing video games. I had a ds at this point mm-hmm. that i would play um but again even at this point i wasn't playing it that right like way. not not super heavily yeah i think i had you know like mario kart ds and a few other titles but it wouldn't be for another or maybe around the time that the Wii came out that i started really playing uh ds titles as well uh so i i was in a a similar boat in that like you know i i had a gamecube and i had a Uh, PlayStation 2, Um, but, like, um, the PlayStation really at that point was just my DVD player. This is... I was in college, too. This is my... um, It came out during the... I guess the year after college for me. Um, But... So, like, I hadn't... And, you know, maybe... College may have also just been, like, a time where I didn't have time, really, to play a bunch bunch of video games. But I think there was also um, a little bit of games becoming something that I didn't love during that time. Like... Halo became really huge and people were playing it uh, on campus and, like, doing all, like, the multiplayer stuff. Um, and, like, I played a, you know, dropped in and out of that. But, like, you know, the people that really played it really played it. And it quickly became not fun to play those games with those people. Um, so, like, I remember feeling very disconnected from, like, the concept of video games or console gaming um until... I had heard until i you know heard that the the Wii was going to be different. Um, do you remember like when you discovered that it was going to be a a different kind of system? Well, I remember the so um the revolution yeah. right was the code name for it. Mm-hmm. and Nintendo announced it, and they all the, all they really said was that like it was going to be different, yeah. um and nobody really knew what that meant. And then when motion controls were announced, you know, I I, what I remember more is that before E3, before the E3 that they revealed it, Mm -hmm. they announced the Wii name. Oh, yeah. And now Wii is just like second nature. Right. You know, it's like Empire Strikes Back. We're like, whatever. Right. We're not going to think it's stupid. Yeah. But at the time. Oh, yeah. We did not. Nobody was like, oh, yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's like hey nintendo good one yeah going from revolution to wii woo they always have better code names than uh actual system names i don't know well, well I, not project cafe and well uh, well arguably wii u was a terrible name oh yeah yeah no that's true too from yeah. a marketing pr- not that project cafe really killed would have killed it but, no, <laughs> <Project Cafe laughs> but it sounds make- nice <laughs> but like the revolution right. um uh the, well i guess even I mean, project Dolph- dolphin that's right. not right either well and uh but NX, I think, is better than Switch. Oh, I disagree. Okay. I, I think uh, I think Switch is appropriate for the. I think it's for appropriate. the console. NX sounds tough, though, <laughs> <laughs> which, as we all know, is Nintendo's image. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um. So around the same time that the Wii came out, I actually differ from you in that. I bought a Xbox 360 mm-hmm. and this same generation I would also uh end up buying a PS3 because all my friends ended up having PlayStations. But um so and I had never owned a not Nintendo console up to this point. So this was my first foray into actually around this time was when I like it was kind of a video game explosion for me mm-hmm. because I borrowed like friends' PS2s so I could play um played like uh old playstation games like that's when i played uh the final fantasies that were on PlayStation. like all that kind of stuff um and so this was actually like expanding my video game horizons leading into the release of the wii or all around like the same time like 2006 to like 2008 or 9 was just like a video game explosion for me so i mean i guess i'm not that different from it um just in that uh the end of two thousand and six into two thousand and seven was also a video game explosion for me too um because i had the i was uh working as a hall director um at the college that I graduated from, which just meant that you know I had very few responsibilities that weren't just like reaching out to students um so most of my days were spent with my door wide open and people hanging out in my apartment um and you know so I had my I had the, the Wii hooked up and everyone came in and would just like play it all the time. But, it, you know, there were um, students that had um, 360s or uh, PlayStation 3s that also had like their tiny dorm TVs. And I had like a large TV. So, like, if you wanted to play Dead Rising, you can't read that text on a normal TV. Um, so, like, people came in and played. Uh, it was an explosion for me, too, is it, what I'm saying. Yeah, it seems impossible thinking back on it but that last console generation was such a change of um like such like a weird time of transition for video yeah. games mm-hmm. like it's incredible to think about it. the Wii did not support HD gaming yeah that's nuts now like it like not every game had 16 you know by nine support yeah uh that's cr- and partly because penetration of HD TVs very low at that was time. like yeah. low at that time, um, and uh, this is also when we started to see Japanese com- companies in general struggle with HD development. Yeah, because uh, the costs are so much higher. Yeah, so like games that have that had thrived in the PlayStation era, like JRPGs, mm-hmm. were few and far between on home consoles and uh yeah it's just a very weird time so the stark con like now we think of the difference between the wii u and the play playstation 4 and xbox one as one of like power sure but also just like game titles yeah and back then the difference was even starker because it was like uh the difference between power was significantly greater Mm -hmm. the difference in how uh, you interact how you interacted, how you with, interacted it. with like significantly different it was um the types of games that were available on mm-hmm. each were the most different you they've know ever I, been, they've ever yeah. they've ever been and probably ever will be like it's it's uh the what the we did and what everybody else did was so radically different at well, first i I actually think that you know it's not just like the uh graphical capabilities or the way that you interact with like the the control scheme, but it's uh both the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 were like designed to be online machines, right? Um they had such good, eventually, online infrastructure. Um, but like the Wii was so bad at that. No voice chat. No <laughs> C- city city folk came with like a yes. microphone type thing that you would you were supposed to like sit on top of your television. But that like but that was boy, the extent of it. That's confusing. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, you ever try to play um, Smash Brothers on the, which one is that, Brawl, uh, online? Because it never worked. Yeah, yeah, I did. We, um, yeah, I tried, but yeah, it never, ever worked. Um, Mario Kart Wii worked fine. It worked intermittently. Oh, I, I don't remember having, ever having problems with Mario Kart online. I, I do remember having problems with it. Or a, at least... Um, It was just like slower, you know, I would get frustrated with it easily. Um, And then, you know, my roommates would be playing something on either 360 or PlayStation 3 that got online right away and match made right away. Um, Now, and I don't expect the Switch to match the Wii success by any means just because uh, culturally, like uh, cell phones are available Mm -hmm. now. So the audience that the Wii was able to capture, I just don't think exists anymore. But yeah, let's talk popularity. Like, but like culture-wise, or like Nintendo-wise, they were in a similar place as they are coming off of the Wii U. The GameCube was a failure, sure, by pretty you know like uh, sales-wise by any measure. Well, with- and so they were hungry. Mm-hmm. You know, they like were looking to do something unique, and so that's kind of the culture that the Wii was born out of, and a, it feels like a similar thing happened. Like the Wii U was a disaster, right? And so they. Are kind of hungry looking for a new way to appeal to people right and and that's what that's what the we was and the we you know quickly quickly became that right it quickly became like the this super powerful um not uh in terms of hardware but just uh, it it took mindshare right yeah so it launched in november of 2006 in north america and then december in the rest of the world and almost immediately became impossible to find. Yeah, really really tough to find. Um I, I the PlayStation 3s were also uh hard to find at that time uh but you know, were selling for like $700. Yeah. <clears throat> what did this thing what was uh was it 250 when it came I out? I think it was 250. Um pretty great price point. Wii um, Sports packed in. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and Wii Sports was also not only a, a pack in but like a perfect demo to anyone Um, to show off the value of of the thing right yeah or i should say it was a pack-in but not in japan in japan it was sold separately um from the beginning so all told the wii shipped about 102 million units worldwide um sold over 916 million games which is a, a pretty good attach rate really yeah
1: <laughs> like, i mean n- nine nine games nine games per, per system I, yeah, yeah
0: i think that's pretty good um especially because the um one of the uh, of course what happened was that there was kind of stratification where nintendo titles on the wii sold very well mm-hmm. and third-party games never gained a ton of traction Yeah, well, I think a lot of people didn't know or, like, never figured out how to develop for the thing. Like, there were the odd, uh, you know, like, carnival games or, you know, whatever. Just Dance. Just Dance, yeah, that, that, like, found found a good home there. But, like, you know, uh, developers like Capcom never really found, uh, Square Enix, you know, like, never really found... A way to make their games work on the thing yeah i mean we've talked about it in the past but i feel like the perfect example of that is dead space extraction oh yeah so like dead space was one of ea's big popular um new ips and they made a dead space game for wii but instead of trying to make it like uh you know like dead rising chop till you drop oh, yeah. the wii version where you know it's just like this awful port mm-hmm. of a um i forgot about chop <laughs> uh they made a light gun shooter basically you right know, like, like an on rails an and uh which and i it's, guess it's a Cap- fine game capcom also did with yeah the with the Devil series with yeah. umbrella chronicles and there were also a um what what is the name of that series uh like it's an arcade shooter not area 51 but anyways that made a comeback on the wii as well there sure. was a wii version of that. Um, and uh it just it, like those games never the by by all accounts are like good versions of those games right like or of like on rails like gun shooter yeah. kind of things but like that's not the for whatever reason that's not what people wanted to play on on wii it's sort of a mystery what people wanted to play on wii right? is it i mean it's i feel like it became pretty clear and be, and it's part of what Nintendo started calling their like blue ocean strategy, which was this idea that everyone can play, everyone can play games, and so, so here's like the best selling top five best selling games, yeah. and none of these will surprise you. So Wii Sports sold eight almost eighty three million copies. <laughs> so many games <laughs> uh, that includes pack ins. So that includes like um, uh, Mario Kart Wii sold almost thirty seven million. Wii Sports Resort sold almost thirty three million. New Super Mario Brothers we sold 30 million. Wii Play sold almost 20 or like 28 million. When to be fair, Wii Play came with an additional Wii remote. Right. So that's that's why I had a copy of it. But think that's like uh, Wii Sports, Wii Sports Resort and Wii Play. Mm-hmm. So three mini game compilations yeah. that used your like Wii remote. Um, Carnival Games was uh, over a million seller. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, EA Active, whatever it was called, yeah. was over, it was uh, good, well, uh, sold well. And Just Dance as well. Yeah, and so, and then, you know, there and uh, Guitar Hero. So, and then there was Mario Kart Wii, there was New Super Mario Brothers Wii, there was Smash Brothers, like, all of these sold well, but it seemed pretty, like, Wii Fit, like, think, you know, like, it seemed mm-hmm. pretty clear that what people were buying were these sort of party waggle games. So, I mean, but, so that, that's. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's partially because um, the system sold so well because it was selling to people's parents and uh, people who weren't normally playing games. So the kind of games that they were buying were the, like you say, the blue ocean experience. Whereas, like, if you were interested in a more hardcore gaming experience, whatever that means, um, you were probably doing it on a different console. Um there are, of course, a few exceptions to that, right? Um, I mean, as far as, like, games that were popular or were good on, on the Wii that actually were a, like, hardcore kind of experience. Um, and there aren't many, right? Like, there's Donkey Kong Country Returns. There's the, the Galaxy games. Um, Metroid Prime 3 Corruption. Right, and the Metroid Prime uh, Trilogy as well. Um, but kind of beyond that, I guess No More Heroes also falls into that category. But that, but like, nowhere heroes was like a smaller, cheaper yeah. project. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no uh, Red Dead Redemption. There was no uh, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, no open worlds really in this at all. Um. Yeah, yeah, and in you know like later, Xbox and Sony. Got their own versions with, like, Sony Move, mm-hmm. PlayStation Move, and Connect. Right. Um, and Connect has been, like, totally abandoned at this point. I mean, Move basically has, too. Yeah, They're I mean, kind of using it in VR, yeah. but... It's only a couple months away from abandoning <laughs> that entirely, too. So. Yeah. So um, um, I think one other thing um, that is super notable about the Wii is this is the introduction of the virtual console. Um, this is the first time that you are able to play, like, just straight up emulations of uh, Nintendo uh, NES games, Super NES games, even Sega Genesis games, TurboGrafx, um, uh, Nintendo 64 games eventually come to this thing, maybe even right away. Um, I, th- I think right away. Um, but, you know, that's something that we expect of all of our, of all video game consoles now is, like, uh, give me access to classic games. Um, and it's something that we're still asking about for the switch, which is due out in a month and four days because you listen to this on the day it comes out. So it's a month <laughs> and four days. Um, yeah, but this is, this is the first time that there was, there was such a thing and the controller, the, you know, pointer waggle, uh, controller, um, is very ha- handily turned on its side and then it becomes an NES controller. Basically, um, the emulation was also very good. Uh, NES game emulation um, is not that is not as good on the Wii U or 3DS as it was on on the Wii. Um, It's probably better on the uh, NES Classic Edition, Um, but you know they they put a lot of. It's my understanding that the guts of the NES are in the Wii, huh? So like it's it's not it's not like running on emulated hardware. It's actually got the hardware in it. Which is crazy. That's interesting. Um, I, I just think it's 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 a neat like um, Nintendo acknowledging their their need for their history to be part of what they're doing moving forward. Uh, what games do you think you played the most on the Wii? Uh, let's see. I mean, it's it's Mario Kart. Yeah, Mario I think Kart same for I think me. Is the, the only answer. I I did I played all the way through both of the um Galaxy games. I love them. Um actually there is one star in Super Mario Galaxy mm-hmm. 2 that I can't get. I think Galaxy I think the first one. And I I think maybe 2 is the better is the better game overall, mm-hmm. but 1 is will always be my favorite cuz it's the first time we saw it. Yeah, but I think it's my favorite 3D Mario. Yeah, I I would I would I actually I, th- I'm, you're right. Two might be better. I, I kind of have a hard time separating them in my head. You know, like it's all one big awesome Mario. Experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did you ever play the? Did you play Metro Prime Three? Uh, no. I mean, I, I had it, um, and I played a little bit of it. I, I don't like the motion controls. Yeah, I didn't like the controls either. People, uh, there are a lot of people who think the. Like the trilogy with the motion controls is the best way to play it. Um, but I, it never I gelled disagree. for me. Yeah, I, I have. um, I, I purchased the Metroid Prime trilogy on the Wii U when it came to that a little bit ago. Um, and I was like, I'm going to play Metroid Prime again. I, I like that game. I'll like it now. Um, and the control is uh, a big block for me. Like, I, I wish I could just play it. Um, with a GameCube controller or a classic controller or something, but you cannot that's how I feel about No No More Heroes. Mm-hmm. I like No More Heroes. I think it's a fun game. Um I think if it and this was a problem with Wii games up until I mean I guess through the entire thing, because without Wii Motion Plus, yeah. right? Like the later thing that was add that you could snap onto the end of the Wii a regular Wii Mote or just buy Wii Motion Plus, which gave More precise one to one uh like again, like the controls in No More Hero I find frustrating. Right. Well because for their imprecision. Right. The the motion controls were always reduced to point and waggle. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Um and you know, the the games that did take advantage of the motion plus I mean, is was it just Skyward Sword? Uh there must have been something. I mean like we we Sports Resort. Oh, sure. Um
1: yeah but yeah I mean, not it's, much
0: It it just it ended up being a not super compelling way to play games but in the end i love resident evil 4 weave version mm-hmm. um i actually like the first uh umbrella chronicles yeah i, I mean, don't i never played any of them it, it's fine for what it is you know mm-hmm. it's not but it's fun for what it is uh i wish they would make another mario strikers oh sure that I think that's a really fun series. I Mario Sports games in general, I think are are fun. Uh, WarioWare, smooth moves. That one's great. I really liked WarioWare. Um, that was a fun. You know, ev- anyone passing by my apartment could like come in and play. Uh, WarioWare for a while. Uh, uh Rhythm Heaven is yep. a really fun one. Um, and this was like also the explosion of Rock Band and Guitar Hero. That's right. So I had the Wii version of uh Beatles Rock Band. Oh yeah. We had to put the Wii remotes in the guitar. <laughs> yeah, yep. So weird. What a weird solution. <laughs> and I also played the first epic Mickey. Oh, how was that? It, you know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um I'm a big theme park person and right. like Disney person and so I it was fun for that reason. Um it was definitely a game that was it felt limited by its hardware. Sure. But it but it was interesting if not if the camera you know if not always the most fun right um we kind of glossed over skyward sword did you ever mess with skyward sword at all no and it has a pretty not great reputation yeah in the moment it was uh like heralded as possibly the best 3d zelda game um but i that perception of it Dropped off pretty quickly um, after its release, and and now has sort of a garbage reputation. It'll be interesting to see what happens when Breath of the Wild is released, because, um, you know, the joke is that whenever the next Zelda is released, the previ- you know, the previous right. one. That's when we canonize the previous one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's true. I mean, I think. Um, well, actually, I don't know about that. Twilight Princess. I think we've like landed on like a, yeah, it's all right. Well, I think what we, I think what happens is we go through, it goes like this. We, uh, the Zelda's released, uh-huh. everybody loves it. And then the glow wears off and everybody hates it. It's the worst one. Right. And then the next one comes out and we love that one. And then when the glow comes off the like new one, then the previous one, is like, no, 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 Skyward Sword was bad. Do you know what I loved? Twilight Princess. That's right. Right? And then, like, because when Wind Waker came out, you know, it was like, uh, when Twilight Princess came out, I was like, Wind Waker, remember that garbage? And then Twilight Princess uh, was like, yay, we love it. And then Skyward Sword came out, we were like, ugh, Twilight Princess. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And then when we were like, ugh, Skyward Sword, we were like, hey, but remember... Remember, Twilight, Twilight Princess, Princess was actually pretty good. Yeah. That's a lot of math to do in your head. <laughs> How many Zelda games are we at? We <laughs> yeah. Count back. Then. <laughs> so I think when Breath of the Wild comes out, it'll be great. And then people will hate it. And that's when Skyward Sword will be that re-evaluated. Twins. And we'll get like an HD remake. I guess it was always... In... No. No, it wasn't. It was not. Then we'll get an HD remake. Um, with HD Rumble, so we can feel the sword. We can, <laughs> right, we know how can many, how ice, many cubes. ice cubes are in the sword. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to the joke. Uh, okay. Uh, anything else we need to talk about the Wii? It just what a crazy time the DS and the Wii. Yeah. You know, just huge. Just a, an enormously successful time for them in terms of like selling stuff, but like maybe a culturally poisonous time there. Yeah, I think definitely um, changed Nintendo. five years later, the Nintendo 3DS comes out. Uh, February 26, 2011, in Japan, and March, um, the rest of the world. Uh, We're still playing 3DSs today, Mm -hmm. Um, so we have moved sort of into the modern era. Yeah. Um, Seems like we'll be playing at least through this year. uh, Yep, that's right. Um, Weirdly, later into the year than I... Like, with every... Every day closer to switch, I feel weirder about getting announcements for 3 ds um, to the point where I'm kind of like, why is that uh, Fire Emblem uh, echoes? Why is that coming out on that at all? Why isn't that just on switch um, I mean I guess they do have they've sold like sixty two million as of October, so who knows there's probably what maybe like sixty five Maybe close to seventy million out there now after the holidays. Yeah, it's a good point that there is a, there is still an install base for it, and the Switch could bomb. That's possible. Um, and slash, even if it does well, you'll yeah. still only be selling maybe ten and a fis- million in a fiscal year when you already have seventy million of something sold. Right. Um, so <clears throat> the 3DS I feel like is also uh, weird for Nintendo in that it is uh, this a piece of hardware that's been revised so many times, right? Um, or that there are so many different versions of it. Um, it came out uh just sort of vanilla, and then in an XL like a larger size, which is what you've got, right? Mm-hmm. The XL, um, and then the 2DS, which doesn't close and doesn't actually have the 3D glasses 3D display. Um, and then the new 3DS in both XL and non-XL um, forms. That's all crazy stuff, right? Yeah, the 3DS is a system that feels like it's always it's like trying to like figure itself out like what its role is mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, I mean and in in some ways it is the, the the original DS was also sort of an experimental thing, two screens, that's crazy. Uh having one touchscreen, that's also they, like these are very weird uh things that drive what the software has to be um and the 3DS is you know carrying those those two qualities forward but there are are other i mean glassesless 3D that was something that we were like whoa that's strange i don't know that it ever sold the system but like it's something that i mean obviously it's part of the branding of the thing right it's so weird to think about that now as like something they were leading with yeah because i always keep it turned off yeah like too. i think of the 3d as an annoyance mm-hmm. um it is better on the new because it does track your face yeah but uh yeah even even when it's better i'm still mostly like well i don't want it to drain the battery i mean 70 or like sorry like 62 million mm-hmm. that's a lot of systems um but it is a big step down from the ds But it also feels like the the 3ds was where a lot of Japanese developers moved to, and right, sure, yeah, because it's cheaper to develop for, and so you get, uh, maybe the more niche experiences that you would don't get on HD home consoles, yeah, because they're too expensive to make anymore on those. It's all. It's also the like. The place where you can make a game that requires buttons and also allows for touch, um, in like that's that's the actual uh, the handheld. Like, there was also the the Vita at this point, um, the PlayStation Vita, but that thing was poorly supported by Sony and, um, you know, never really took off in the way that either the DS or the 3DS or even the PSP did, you know, um. So yeah, I mean there there were a lot of development opportunities there that uh, people were taking advantage of. I think partly because the 3DS came out um at a time when I was beginning to play less video games, mm-hmm. I just had less time to play them. So the D- 3DS even though I think it's a great system and has a inc- really good library of games that I will never have time to play. Right. Um, it feels less special to me than the DS does. It's, I, I kind of have a hard time separating them as different systems in my head. Like, I wish there was just a machine that was... I mean, basically, I just want a 3DS that also has a Game Boy Advance slot on it, you know? <laughs> like, that That would be my ideal system right there. Um. So, Nintendo came out of the gate. This thing was overpriced. It was overpriced. It was like 250. It had a really crummy launch lineup. A lot of games, but like nothing you wanted to play on it. People complained about the hardware itself. Mhm. There were like screen scratching issues um that it was kind of like thick mm-hmm. and a little bit ugly. Um it looked like layered jello to me because Be- you know <laughs> they had like the multiple colors. I mean it it looked like the original release of the uh, um of the ds right where it was like kind of chunky and like the top half didn't totally line up with the bottom half when you closed it uh and like 3ds just felt less or the 3d aspect of it felt less vital yeah right it felt like a gimmick in a way that i guess like when it was announced the touchscreen of the ds kind of felt like a gimmick but you just became it, you're so used to it well and they they just like made the right bet on that that like everything would be because now if you have a, a screen in front of you and you can't touch it to interact with it it feels weird yeah um, that's a good but point th- that wasn't true at the time um if we're, we're living in some sort of alternate reality where glasses free um 3d had become standard somehow um then the 3ds would have looked like a pioneering genius thing. Yeah, it was also a time where 3D, where 3D was having a renaissance. Everyone loved Avatar. Yeah, I don't like Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> um, Street Pass this is the first time. Uh, it's weird to me. There's been five years of the 3ds because it doesn't, it, it doesn't feel that old. Yeah. Um, and it if Street Pass feels so like just part of the Nintendo experience. Yeah. That it's it, weird to me that it has only been on the 3DS and will only ever be on the 3DS cuz it doesn't seem like it's going to be part of the Switch. <laughs> well, Street Pass yeah. Street Pass and like Miiverse feel very like tied together for me. Um and you know the Miis have obviously been around since the Wii, which I guess is something we could have talked about in the in the Wii too is that like making Miis like that was a thing. That would be that could be a Friday night, right? <laughs> Get a bunch of people together and make a bunch of Mies. Um, But the Miis also play a big part of the, of the 3ds. They act as your avatar um, in street pass games and um, all, all kinds of, you know, Miis will show up in uh, as playable characters in Mario Kart and smash brothers. Um, so that's, yeah. I, mean, I think that's why street pass feels like it's been around for longer is because, for me at any rate it's so closely tied to me's um yeah so the when the 3DS came out we were talking about this that like it was struggling um had a bad lineup bad launch lineup cost too much hardware concerns and so Nintendo was like okay y- y- everyone who adopted this thing early wasn't me um y'all are ambassadors um and they like gave users or er, 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 early adopters access to like some games yeah so it's like nes games and a few super nintendo games super nintendo games because the super nintendo games are only playable on the new 3ds i could be wrong okay but i believe there was one or two super nintendo games and the reason why they never did it afterwards is because the way that they emulated it was incredibly difficult Hmm. Um. Very like resource heavy. Sure. But I could be wrong. Um. But I think there was at least one SNES title in there. Uh yeah. And that. And there are like. But I know for sure there are games in the Ambassador list that have never been released on Virtual Console. Right. Which is so weird. I'm. I'm looking for the for the list of these. Uh. Of the games. Um. I mean, it's no surprise that like the best selling games on it was. Well, the best-selling game was Pokemon X and Y, Mm -hmm. and uh, the third best-selling game was Pokemon Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. And I think at this point, although we don't have official numbers for it, I'm sure the best-selling game at this point is actually probably Pokemon Sun and Moon. Yeah. But X and Y feels so long ago. Again, it feels weird to me that the 3DS is the same 3DS from five, almost six, you know, like five years ago going on six years. Yeah, I got to say, like, time almost doesn't make sense. That, like, (laughs) five years ago simultaneously feels like super long ago and also not very long ago at all. Um, Here's the list of Ambassador games. Metroid Fusion, uh, Legend of Zelda, The Minish Cap, Wario Land 4, WarioWare. um, I don't know which version this is. uh, Mega Micro Games. Mario vs. Donkey Kong, Mario Kart Super Circuit uh yoshi's island super mario advance three uh kirby and the amazing mirror mirror f zero maximum velocity and fire emblem sacred stones um oh so they were gba titles those are gba titles yeah oh and then there are also um uh 10 nes games super mario brothers legend of zelda metroid donkey kong jr yoshi wrecking crew ice climber balloon fight NES Open Tournament Golf, and Zelda 2 The Adventure of Lake. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so, uh, uh, you know, Nintendo trying to do something right by uh, the people who adopted early. I must have been thinking the GBA games, because those are not, for the most part, available on the 3DS, right? That's a great point. Okay. They are not. Um, the, you can, yeah, that's right. That's so weird that you can, you can get GBA games on the Wii U, but not on the and again, I think 3DS. the reason why that is true is that the way they emulated it was like they tapped into the DS hardware that was in the 3DSs because uh-huh. DSs could play GBA games. Right. But newer versions of the 3DS cannot, right? They don't have the That's right. slot. Mm-hmm. So I think that is why um, the games have stayed exclusive to bastard. So like you couldn't like put your... I believe you couldn't put your system to sleep mm-hmm. and things like that because it was like... Oh, sure. Because it's not set up for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, other big games on the on the 3DS. A Link Between Worlds. Legend of yep. Zelda Link Between Worlds. Mm-hmm. That was a funny one where when it was announced, people were like, cool, but the art style is awful. We hate this. We hate this. We hate this. And then when it actually came out, it's now people's a lot of people's favorite Zelda game mm-hmm. maybe ever and we haven't had the backlash to it yet (laughs) no but i still think the art style is not great i don't (laughs) i don't love the art style uh that is fair fire emblem awakening another huge one um and uh fire emblem fates first time we got a super smash brothers on a a uh, handheld um the legend of zelda ocarina of time majora's mask remakes which are both great remakes um man they're so good like as far as I'm concerned, that they're, they're the only way to play those games now, um, just because the old ones look crummy <laughs> by, by comparison. Uh, Star Fox 64 remake and subsequent bombing. Yeah, Star Fox might uh, might not be a franchise with life in it. No, I don't. I don't think. I don't know if it was just like of its time, because you know, like the first one was a graphical showcase. Mm-hmm. The second one did well, and then there's been no really like no success successful then, yeah. star fox um title uh monster hunter 4 resident evil revelations man that again that feels like it came out a million years ago yeah it does uh yeah so i mean the 3d and this is not to mention any of the indie titles that are on the 3ds right shovel knight uh and, you know, there's like Ace Attorney games. So mm-hmm. the 3DS has, again, like has an incredible library. I think it's just because I don't personally have time to play all the games I want to play that the library on it feels that I, I don't love my 3DS as lo- much as I loved my DS. Sure. Well, and I think there also just is something to your 3DS feeling like your DS again, you know, um, which is obviously a problem that Nintendo had with the Wii U partially being like the Wii again, and also just having a, a horrible time like w- figuring out the branding and the name and what it even was. Mark, we've transitioned now. we are talking about the Wii U. Well, to your point, I a hundred percent understand why they kept the Wii name. Oh yeah, you just sold a hundred million consoles. Why would you throw away that name? At the same time, the Wii U, is a bad name made terrible by confusing marketing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, like, well, we can look at it now and say, like, oh, yeah, I see why they kept the Wii name. By the time they were releasing new hardware, they had to because nothing was happening on the Wii. Even from them. Yeah, even from them. Like, Skyward Sword came out super late, and even that, there was, like, another year or something before the Wii U came out. That's a a really good point, is that... Um. Yeah. The, by the end of the Wii's life, it was so it was long in the tooth, mm-hmm. and, and not just like technologically, but that blue ocean that Nintendo had been cultivating, right, w- had moved on to smartphones. That's and right. Beginning to move on to tablets. Mm-hmm. So the Wii felt creaky about three or four years in, and then it kept going for another. Couple right. years. So in a way it's almost remarkable that they were like, Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna call this new thing also a Wii. It's just another Wii with a letter at the end of it. And of course the big innovation on the Wii U is that it its primary mode of interacting with it is a tablet controller that has its own screen on it. Uh so this continues the uh Nintendo two screen uh game experience. But two screen in a different way from the three DS. Mm-hmm. Um, And uh, and again, this was another example of like the technology wasn't quite there, and so the Wii U screen is kind of bulky. It's a resistive touchscreen. Yeah, Mm -hmm. at a time when everybody was moving to capacitive, Capacitive. Um, it wasn't a good tablet. You know, it was so it's it's like the resolution on it is really low, and it also. It It is, like, plastic and bulky and feels very much like a toy. So it's another one of those, like, okay, so who is this for, right? Like, it changed multiplayer because mm-hmm. only there was one tablet. And again, Nintendo Land showed uh, how that could be fun. Sure, the, the n- this sort of lopsided multiplayer experience where one person gets more information than everybody else. But no game ever, like, followed up on this. None. And and it's kind of Nintendo's job to show why the tablet is a good idea. Mm-hmm. And I think you can see in the software that they released since then that they didn't really have an answer for that. because I, Frequently, the most compelling answer was it's a way to manage your inventory without pausing the game. Also, in Mario Kart, you can push it to be a horn that can be your horn (laughs) and i do love the horn look i love the horn too i'm not a monster (laughs) you could also put the map on there um yeah and all of that is nice but it was never like a compelling reason to be like oh that's why you have this weird controller thing yeah i i agree completely like the the tablet never realized the 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 one thing that the tablet did do and this is the thing that um the switch also takes advantage of is that sometimes it is just fun to sit on the couch and play with a handheld um and then be like oh okay the TV's open i can use the tv now like there is something liberating about that yeah but the experience wasn't as good like what the switch has improved is the screen yeah. by all accounts is great yeah whereas it was a, a definite downgrade when you were playing on the Wii U, yeah, the tablet. The resolution on the uh, on the Wii U tablet is like it's, it's not HD. It's sub HD. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's something like 270. something it's like it's it's atrociously bad. It, the tablet kind of feels like the uh, 3D, the 3D and the 3DS to me, where mm-hmm. it was like, okay, we did two screens. Okay, we did motion controls, and now we have to find a way to innovate on this, right? And the next innovation. For 3D is the 3DS, and you could get by with that fine because you could turn off the 3D and it's just a, another, a more powerful DS right. with a uh, c- uh, control dub, right? Versus the Wii U, where it handicapped the system because it made it enormously expensive mm-hmm. like more expensive than it would have had to been otherwise. If it was just coming out with a, a, a pro controller or something, it changed multiplayer, you know, it was just mm-hmm. like. Whereas the 3DS, even if the 3D wasn't a big selling point, it didn't hurt the system. Right. And I think the tablet, maybe hurt is too big of Well, I think it did yeah, in I mean, some it, ways, yeah. but I don't think it negatively affected gameplay. Well, it just hurt the system sales-wise. I, I think the only place where um, the tablet is like a, an absolute, it's, it's a necessity and it, it made the it makes a game what it is is mario maker super mario maker um but like that was hampered by its problems with sharing and like some of the limitations on like how you can man it would have been so great if you could like sequence levels and like make not just an individual mario level but like a mario game or a mario world or something um but like the the tablet interface on that was like the only way to play that game. Totally, but I uh, that's a gr- that's true. But also at the same time, it's available on the 3ds. A- a- you absolutely. know, so it's yeah. like it couldn't, it didn't, it wasn't like a DS or a Wii where it required those platforms. Mm-hmm. It required a Nintendo platform, but also theoretically you could do this on a tab on any tablet or any phone. You sure. know, yeah, yeah, I get you. Um. That being said, I mean, I think it's telling that I'm a huge Nintendo fan, have been for life, and I did not pick up a Wii U. Uh, Yeah, and I mean, for as big of a Nintendo fan as I am, it took me until Mario Kart 8 coming out to, um, to, or was it Smash? I think it was Mario Kart 8. Mark, you were sort of in, uh, partially instrumental <laughs> in, in me getting a Wii U. Uh, you know, <laughs> planting those seeds. Um, I think it was Mario Kart. I feel like I, it, was I think it was Mario, Mario Kart. Because yeah. uh, Mario Kart came out before Smash, right? That's right. Oh, so you definitely had it for Mario yeah. Kart. Um, and it, I think also, even though there are solid, good, great games on the Wii U, I don't feel like I've missed anything by not having one. You've missed Super Mario 3D World. That game is so good. <laughs> and I when I have not played through it all the way, mm-hmm. but I have played it uh with you before, and I agree that it's fun, but it's not what I want out of a 3D Mario. Yeah, you want the the exploration based. Yeah. And that doesn't exist on the nope, Wii. No, it does not. You know? Um also it doesn't have its own Zelda game. Right. It will it's uh it it's like the Wii where mm-hmm. it will be getting no, uh, the Wii had two. It's like the GameCube. No. This is the first system that will only have... Uh, I guess Super Nintendo had one Zelda. Yes. Super Nintendo had one Zelda. But because it's Nintendo like... Two. It's crazy that the, the Wii U... Right? Because the GameCube had two. Even though Twilight Princess was bumped to the Wii. Mm-hmm. The Wii had two. Even though it was sh- <laughs> sharing, sharing one with the previous yeah, generation. And then... The Wii U comes out and Breath of the Wild was announced for it, and it will get a Breath of the Wild at the end. And it did get remakes of, um, HD remakes of, uh, Wind Waker and sure. Twilight Princess. Sure. Um, which are a, to date, like, the definitive way to play those games. Like, uh, Wind Waker is better on Wii U than it was on Gabe Cube, and, um, Twilight Princess is better, is best on Wii U. I think uh Twilight or um Wind Waker uh was improved the most and even just like visually mm-hmm. it, you know it looks awesome in HD. I feel like Twilight Princess even though it's a uh, a good port by all accounts or a good remake. I guess it's more of a port by all accounts. Uh it's visu- less visually appealing and that's just from sure. what they were working with. Yeah, absolutely. Uh like I think it looks a little off in HD. Mhm um but yeah the, and so and like mario kart 8 is awesome mm-hmm. gonna be on the switch splatoon you know uh great great gonna be on the switch. gonna be on the switch uh yeah i just i don't feel like there's there's no game on the wii u that i'm like i can't wait until uh like there's a virtual wii u console so i can play this right well and i mean that the- partially is because they're bringing over most of the things that are are worth playing anyway. Um, I will say it's a, a, probably the best version. It's a great version of Smash Brothers. Yeah, yeah, I, I think probably the best version. Um, although, man, the portability of the 3DS version—I've put so many hours in. I mean, that. we've talked about this. People do. Some people do not like the 3DS version, and I think those, those people, people are crazy are monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, other, other just notable games, uh, Pikmin three, uh, yeah, we don't even talk about, I mean, in general, you and I don't talk about like Pikmin that often, um, Pikmin four is rumored to be, uh, coming out on the switch, potentially this holiday. Well, we'll, we'll see about that. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X, um, we're getting Xenoblade Chronicles two on the switch. Oh, so this is, is this Xenoblade? wait was it xenoblade or is it oh mark i don't know man I, th- I think they i think they are all xenoblade chronicles games so the first one xenoblade chronicles and then no, no no and then or was the first one just xenoblade this one xenoblade chronicles x or cross i don't know and then the next one will be xenoblade chronicles 2 yes Oh, i'm confused to the best of my understanding at any rate <laughs> i don't know it's obviously not a series that either you or i follow so um and therefore didn't play at all um zombie you uh, uh ubisoft supporting um at launch a, a weird zombie game remember that when that was announced and it was some crazy like zombie ate my neighbors but with aliens oh yeah game and then that like i guess they got in development or like oh no never mind we're doing this but by all accounts zombie U was pretty good yeah and then eventually gets ported to uh everything else um bayonetta 2 um was uh, a nintendo only um game I, i wonder if we'll ever see bayonetta again yeah, that's pretty crazy. That was pretty crazy when Bayonetta two was announced. Yeah, for, as a Wii U exclusive, because it was not on the Wii. The first one wasn't on the Wii. No, and then Bayonetta shows up in Smash Brothers along with Cloud. They were, I don't know. it it, it, it the end of the the Wii U's uh, lifespan, which I guess we're currently in right now. Um, it was such a weird time for just like i don't know sure clouds in this game now or i don't know bayonetta i guess well it was also when nintendo started giving third parties a little more uh like not control but they started incorporating third parties into their development a little bit more like tecmo helping with the development of smash right and hyrule warriors becoming a thing Mm -hmm. you know like that kind of stuff and getting like uh Mario Brothers uh, content in like the Tekken game or whatever, like all of that, or Monster Hunter as well. Um, getting Mario costumes. Um, so, I mean, it all f- feels a little bit desperate, but you know, it's, it was their first HD. Desperate. It was their first HD console, mm-hmm. and so that kind of seemed to because uh, the what happened at the end of the Wii U's life and through the entire Wii U experience was just a drought of games right and what nintendo was able to do on the wii was they there were third-party games great but they were able to uh do a lot of the support themselves like produce a lot of games themselves for the first like three or four years of the wii's life and then i think when behind the scenes they started transitioning to hd this was their first time yeah developing in hd and with the amount of resources that takes compared to uh earlier development yeah we were talking about it earlier um with uh games sort of drying up on the other platforms in the previous generation yeah um nintendo experiences the same thing uh coming into the wii u generation. and they were just a generation behind on all of this they had to make their own in hd engines like all this stuff yep and so the wii u also just had a dearth of games and there were was no third-party support to help them through that and no metroid game (laughs) uh so that brings us to now right and the nintendo switch which we know less about than i feel we should a month away from launch but that i have a lot of high hopes for yeah me too um all right well that that uh completes our hardware roundup we've done it it's only taken us 17 weeks or something (laughs) i titled this one Uh, hardware round in our outline hardware roundup part three the reckoning the reckoning uh well we've been reckoned uh let's move on out of this segment uh we have been going long here so i think we're just gonna wrap it up mark how's that sound to you we're good. We're feeling good. We're in a good place. The yeah, episode, we're feeling good. The episode's over. Um, but if you ever want to ask us a question that we would normally discuss during this part when the episode's not over, uh, you can just write into us at uh, Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Um, or you can follow us on Twitter. We're just Nincart Society on Twitter. And the Facebook page is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. And now I hear what you're saying. You're probably, you are saying, I was going to say probably saying, but I've he- I'm have i hearing you, so I know you are saying. Did you guys mention a contest at some point? And the answer is yes. And I've been holding out for a Nintendo class, uh, NES Classic Edition uh-huh. to become at least mildly available so I could get one. They, they- have not yet, but the contest mm-hmm. is not a thing we've forgotten about. I see. and And I'm not saying it will be an... NES Classic Edition, but that's like what I'm aiming for. Right, right. So there's still sort of a contest. Mm -hmm. The contest is write us a review, rate us on on iTunes. iTunes. Send us an email to let us know that you did that, and then you are automatically entered. Maybe you'll win an NES Classic. Now, there's no time frame on this thing. (laughs) More details forthcoming. (laughs) How many times do you think we can say that before it just... Like, how many times can we say details forthcoming? I don't know. In general? Because I can say it a lot. Yeah, okay. Let's see. Let's see how many (laughs) times you can do it right now. Never mind. Um, Anyway, uh, that's, uh, yes, contest forthcoming. Uh, If you like Mark and Mind's opinions on stuff we write about comics on retcompunch.com, Olivia Duncan made our logo and our theme music is provided by 8BitBetty you can find more of his music on 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now what's a create? god damn it <laughs> <laughs> oh the wheels are coming off the wagon here by listening right now Oh <laughs> my co-host Mark Mitchell who is braying like a donkey uh, this is Patrick Eller saying we'll do better next time and thanks for listening
1: It's a creative podcast network.